Alright guys, welcome back to another episode, and this week is, I I don't even know what it's going to be like. I know it's going to be spicy. Alright, <laughs> I mean, that's basically what it's all going to be, but, so let's just get right into it. Uh, Chuck, we attended a, uh, the first ever cup race on the Indianapolis Road Course. And there was another race that happened, but we'll get to it after the cup race. Um, uh, willpower dominated, and yeah, that's about it. Okay, yeah, so much. that's not all that happened, but well, Grosjean we'll finished second again. We'll we'll talk about it. Um, <laughs> there, we covered it. That's not. That's Alex not blow all. blew up. Guys, we're talking about cup. Fine. I mean. Much just recap, recap the IndyCar race right there. No. Um, so, cup race. Uh, qualifying happened. William Byron got the pole. Um, qualifying was pretty underwhelming, actually. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was pretty fun. I don't know why Chuck doesn't think so. Do tell, Chuck. I expected more of it. But why? Were we expecting Chase? <laughs> no, no. Oh. I just expected there to be more laps turned, I guess is a better way of putting it. More, uh, as close as it seemed like they were going to be, more more swapping of positions. Well, when you only have them making only one run, that's kind of what you get. You know? Yeah, and that's the problem. No, it's not. That's what the the problem is that you have to start on the tires that you qualify on. Otherwise, they'd run more. That's fair too. So, so the race starts. Um, Briscoe Chase Briscoe takes the lead from Byron, and you know they nobody really pulled away from each other. It was actually until. pretty fun. <laughs> until and until until what? Until Larson got the lead. Oh, well. So we come to the end of stage one. Tyler Reddick wins stage one and stage two. But at the end of stage two, uh, a lot of traffic got in the way of Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson took the took the net lead from him, and really. Set sail for the next, oh, 30 laps or so, I would say. Is, is Until right. I was like, we needed a caution. Until we needed a <laughs> caution. And then we got a caution. Which uh, that, Was that the debris caution? Yep. The yes, pull splitter and out from under the girt. Whose splitter was that? Don't know. Uh, I believe it was Elmerol. I believe it was the 10. Oh, yeah, he was in that shamazel at the back on the restart, right? I don't know, but that would be the only split that ended up under the curb. <laughs> Just to really give a foreshadow there as I pull up the results. Um, so, yeah, we get the debris caution. And the first time around after the restart... Truex goes spinning. You can see when you go back and look at it, you can see bits of that curb uh, just flying all over the place, really. And you know, it was never a problem the whole race until now with all the cars hammering the curb, and because that was a racing line, right? So everyone was going over it every lap. So. Nobody, I guess nobody calls it in or anything. NASCAR doesn't care, whatever. That there's debris all over the track, and decides that they're going to play, um, you know, dice roll. What's going to happen the next time by? And sure enough, we have about eight cars that crash um, because the curb comes up. Not just came up. <laughs> Came off, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> it was destroyed when Byron hit it. That's so. 
So Byron comes through. He was like third or fourth or whatever. Destroys it first. Then another guy came in. We're not going to talk about who it was. And uh, Joey Logano. Whatever. Massively hit the tire barrier. <laughs> Shout out to everybody that cheered for uh, him, him wrecking. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, then we made sure he was okay, and then we cheered for him when he got out. <laughs> what corner were you That's guys That's not at? what I heard. <laughs> what corner were you guys at? Turn two. So, oh, nice. yeah. So, where we set, you could see one, two, three, four, five, so, and six. Where, nice. Here's where we sat. I saw Byron spin initially, and I didn't see Joey or anybody else decide to die um, after that. So when we start walking at the replays, you know, the curb is up, and it just it, like it just looks bad because, you know, the previous lap, you can see it come up, and you start putting everything together, and it just looks like another one of those things that NASCAR blatantly ignored and just to put people in danger. So the whole weekend, NASCAR was slow on cautions, right? We can agree with that. Well, I have a reason for bringing this up. Because last week at Walker Bowling, they caught a bunch of flack for throwing cautions too quickly. Well, when your track is coming up and uh, on the racing line. No, no, I get it. But what I'm saying is is that NASCAR probably didn't want to be like, well, we don't want to throw the yellow flag because we're not sure what's going to happen. What? See, and that that's a lack of judgment and race control right there. You just cannot have. Well, let's also talk about how this is the third time just this season that NASCAR has tried to injure their drivers. Allegedly. It's, it's becoming a really scary pattern. So first he had... Well, first he had Coda with all the downpours and stuff, and he had Truex about flip over because of it when he got demolished from behind. Or maybe that was Custer. Maybe it was Truex that hit Custer or whatever. You had Loudon, where the pace car literally told race control that it was raining and to go another lap, and they purposely ignored it. You had spotters during this race report that there was debris all over the track, and they purposely ignored it again. So, going back, here's here's my thing with Loudon. The pace car driver could just as easily ignored it and stayed on track. Well, that would be silly. Would it, though? Why would the pace car driver stay on track? Because he knows it's not safe. Okay, well, who pays his bills? Doesn't matter. Who, who, pay, who, who does his paycheck? Doesn't matter. Yeah. If it's the right decision. Who pays his paycheck? No, we can go on. Go on. I, what... I understand what you're saying, but my point is, is that a, the pace car driver... Is the pace car driver? They could pull Richard Petty and just stay on the track. <laughs> yeah, that that was that was interesting. Um, I the thing I don't understand is how you can blame IMS. Like that curb has that particular curb has never had an issue throughout all what eight years now we've been racing there. Oh geez, no, yeah, and people are like, it's because the motor, the reconfiguration from MotoGP, and I just had to correct people and be like, no, that this is from ago. the rec- that, no, that was the reconfiguration for the IndyCar race. So, MotoGP ran a completely different track. Yeah, they ran exactly. backwards, didn't they? They ran backwards. There was a couple different corners, and they ran the the hairpin. There yeah. instead of running, they didn't run the switchback. No, no, no. So I, it's just typical NASCAR fans, right? They're like I said on Twitter, they're the armpit of motorsport fans. They just 
they react to everything so violently and all they want to do is play the blame game and it, all something always has to be somebody's fault. You know, you can kind of see why NASCAR, it feels like NASCAR can't ever do anything right because someone's always got to have something to say. I just, I can't believe you would go, like, Doug Bulls did nothing wrong. No. Yeah. What did he allegedly do? What did you say, Lex? What did he allegedly do? Allegedly, he blew up the curb, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, that's I mean, basically what people are saying. What the hell? <clears throat> that curb, they had, I mean, they didn't have issues with that curb at all with the Xfinity race. They didn't have issues. They've never had issues in any IndyCar race. And it could be the difference in ride height, honestly, in between the Cup cars and Xfinity cars, but I wouldn't think it'd be that much. Well, well Xfinity is it's not open. I think is what it what it is. But what it is open. But can so they have this curb issue, right? And then they just decide to remove the curb completely. And which I said that's a bad idea. Chuck ended up being right. So, <laughs> so what, what I was hearing was on the broadcast, they were saying on the Friday that actually the IMS guys had to actually pull that curve up and re-weld it and then sat it back on the uh, track. So the fir- that was the first red flag. There was a... Because they were had, that, that curve was a problem a couple of different times. Mm-hmm. But he's saying on Friday it was an issue. No, when X- I don't. Xfinity was practicing. But I hadn't heard that. Well, because you yeah, don't watch the TV broadcast. <laughs> True. They don't have kangaroo TV at races no more. What happened? I don't even know what that means. Oh, that was a. It was a champ car thing where you got like a little like mini like TV and you could hook into the world feed as you watch the race. It was pretty cool. And it became popular around motorsport for a little bit. Well, I, the last thing I'll say about NASCAR's race control is, I mean, I'm worried about Daytona. I legitimately think something could go horribly wrong because this is a pattern that is seemingly not going to stop. You saw how crazy guys were at the road course this weekend. Just imagine how crazy they're going to be in two weeks' time. You know, I mean, well, we, had, I mean, we got- had the same race last year. But and that was crazy too. But I just but the, the driving standards continue to go lower. And how much of it? How much of it is the fact that now there's only two spots left for the chase? Because Denny's in. Denny's yes. locked in now. So Reddick gained a lot of points on Dylan this weekend. And so you know. A Ricky Stenhouse or something. Good Lord, Ricky Stenhouse. Not again. Not again. You know, he's going to be crazy at Daytona. Even the guys that are locked in will be crazy at Daytona. Five extra playoff points? Well, yeah, you got five extra playoff points. Five five playoff points. Plus, then you got Larson and Denny running for the regular season championship. Which is 15. Right. So, it, it, I'm, it could be a disaster waiting to happen. Uh, Michigan could be the same way. May, I mean, Michigan may not be that boring Michigan race it always is. That's a question to Jack. No, you can't, but I guess. Okay. Are you just saying you're worried about Daytona being a disaster because you're, like, having flashbacks of Joey getting, like, you know? <laughs> I mean... I would be surprised if Joey's the one that causes it. <laughs> let's, yeah, yeah, let's be fair. That's probably how it's going to be. Joey's going to be the new Sterling Marlin. Oh, Dale kill. Um, never mind. Um, but yeah, I mean, we could have Dale 2.0. Only time will tell. Well, but keep it. Keep, 
it's if it's not it's not a Dale 2.0 if it's not Kyle Bush or Chase Elliott or Kyle Larson. Well, I'm thinking like I remember we thought Dale 2.0 was a uh, Ryan Newman what two years ago. So, yeah, you know, well, no, they didn't really no. learn from that, now did they? No, and it, and it wouldn't have been. That's what I'm saying. That wouldn't have changed anything. They made a couple changes, but not nothing drastic. <clears throat> no, it's gonna it's gonna take a Chase Elliott, Kyle Busch, superstar level driver. It's pretty depressing that we have to sit here and talk about whose death would cause the most change. Especially the fact that NASCAR is one of those that actually champions their safety like, you know, they've Tr- made... Tries to. Yeah. Uh, but when former drivers call them out for it, you know. You know, and, and like I said at the track, this is the same organization that has tried to put off fatal crash test results. Yep. So... Oh, so that's been confirmed. I mean, the drivers confirmed it. Yeah, the drivers pretty much confirmed it. And basically, they're, the only reason they were told is because it was found out that NASCAR was withholding it. Wow. And I get it that you don't want to like cause panic or anything, but when your freaking life is on the line, you deserve some kind of transparency. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I'm in the back of my mind. I I think it could be a really dangerous situation in two weeks from now, but we will see what happens. Uh, back to I'd the, be oh, I'd be ahead. more worried about it February with the new car. I mean, yeah, Perfect. that's a possibility. Uh, but yeah, back to the race. So we take the curb off, and we have that turtle there that. <laughs> And what did I say? What were the words I, I said? You I said, said yeah, someone's gonna, gonna hit that. They're gonna show them that they have all this extra three, four feet there, and then that turtle's there and somebody's gonna hit it because you don't give race car drivers more space. And Michael McDowell was the lucky one to go flying. And ended up causing a five-car crash. Not as bad as the last one, but yeah, both RCR guys were in it, who are the two guys battling for that last playoff spot. I don't know how – I don't <coughs> Reddit, Reddit came back out with a car that looked like a beat-up street stock on a Saturday night <laughs> short track. But finished the race. Yeah. <laughs> and Dylan did not finish, so uh, – like I said, Reddick gained a good amount of points on him and two playoff points uh, in those two and, stages. And Austin Dillon doesn't deserve to be in the three. Well, Chuck's a little upset. So, Junior Johnson. Well, historical would be reason. A shame. Yeah, okay. So, we get another yellow, another freaking red flag. And. Now we have Briscoe no, no. and Hamlin on the front row. Well, hold on. It's not that we had that red flag. It was the fact that they ran like 15 laps or under caution because they couldn't decide how to how much to clean up the fluid in the first turn. Yeah. Shout That's out Rick Boy Racing, by the way. <laughs> uh, they were the ones that put all that oil down. Which they should have just left it and we could have had even more carnage. Yeah, I mean, what kind of circus are we running around here? A half circus or a full circus? You know? I mean, I mean, we took the curve out, so... <laughs> Might as well go full circus. So, yeah, we finally go back green, and then drama. <laughs> I guess is the best way to put it. And initially, so, they go into turn one, Briscoe pushes, or Hamlin pushes Briscoe right off the track, and initially, I thought Almendinger was three wide and pushed Hamlin into Briscoe, but it, it wasn't that at all. No. It was just <laughs> Hamlin missing the apex like Hamilton missed the apex with Verstappen. You know? Oh, you know. <laughs> I mean, 
Ham- Hamlin didn't push, though. What? Oh, he just didn't break. Yeah, pretty much. He just missed the corner by a mile. Yeah. Because uh, he knew he was going to get out. He couldn't. Yeah, it was probably on purpose. Yeah, let's be fair. Yeah, he probably did this. But he got it. He got it. It came around to him. Oh, yeah. So Almendinger, after Chase was penalized. Yeah. So Briscoe <laughs> runs straight through the grass, comes about behind Hamlin, gains nothing from it, gets a bogus penalty, which we'll talk about, and proceeds to. Uh, he says he didn't wreck Hamlin on purpose, but I my thing is I don't think he would have minded if it happened. Let's go to the test, lie detector test. There, um, yeah, that was determined to be a lie. No, well, no. I, Chase Chase is a fairly stand-up guy. Okay, like he's a he's a nice guy. I genuinely think he wouldn't have minded if Hamlin got wrecked though. Like if he got into him, I don't think he would have cared. And well, I think he did that's get into him, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the crowd roars, uh, similar to when Kyle Busch and Truex got into it in 2017 at the Brickyard. Uh, that was a beautiful moment, wasn't it, Chuck? Oh yes, it was. Yes. So. Ullman Especially Dinger, when we were right in front of both their pits. And we saw the crew guys arguing. Yeah. Whose fault was that, by the way? Uh, neither. It was just it racing. Was racing. It was a restart, oh. and it was racing. Neither one gave. Oh. oh. Yeah. So, coming into the, the last few turns, Briscoe overshoots the hell out of this corner and goes off. I think he was just distracted, to be honest, by his team. To be fair, he was already penalized at that point. He was already penalized before he dumped Denny. Mm-hmm. So Almendinger takes the lead, and Blaney, then Larson, and Larson does his typical, let me hit the wall with one lap to go. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, not much happened on the final lap. Almendinger won. Only because they didn't throw the yellow. Well, what would they throw a yellow for? For Denny. <laughs> and, well, you know what's funny? If you look at Briscoe's onboard, Denny went on to wreck later in the same lap. See? <laughs> right in front of Briscoe. <laughs> so, let's talk about the penalty. Um, stupid rule. It's cutting the track. Okay, so if you look at a super speedway, right, and you get forced off the track, who gets penalized? That's different. It is not. <laughs> but it is. Cause look, at, look at issue. F1. Look at F1. When is F1 racing on super speedways? No, if you push someone off the track in F1, what happens to you? You get penalized, usually. <laughs> well, it depends on who you You're are. You're supposed to get yeah, penalized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it's max, it doesn't happen, so. Oh. Right. So, you know, let's, let's be honest about that. Emma. Yeah, Lando and Perez got penalties. It's the same concept here. No, Lando right? got it. Yeah, Lando and Perez both got penalties. Oh, yeah, right they the did. Weekend. They bo- no, it was in the same race. It was in. Oh wait, yeah, he did. Perez got two of them. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. But anyway, <laughs> it's the same. It's the same concept. You can't push someone off the track. Mm. But you you don't get the penalty if you attempt to come back on the track. Hey Chuck, you realize your favorite driver did something very similar to this uh, in yes, Mexico I, in 2016, right? Yes, I'm not saying anything. Quite about the it. exact same thing, <laughs> except he wasn't even forced off; he just went off by himself. <laughs> anyway, what track was that at? The point is Mexico. Is that, the point is is that. Chase didn't make an attempt to try to come, even make it look like he was trying to follow the track. He just went straight. But he didn't gain anything. But it's still cutting the track. But he didn't gain anything. Okay, then let's talk about Bubba getting a penalty and not... Yeah, that was a bogus penalty too because they didn't get the same one as Cindric. Okay, so why wouldn't it, why didn't they penalize Cindric? 
do you want me to say why? Oh no! Don't wow. say it, Jack. Don't say it, Jack. <laughs> wow! I actually don't know why, because I saw it happen right in front of me. I was like, uh, <laughs> oh. "That looks illegal." Interesting <laughs> control. Yeah, as I'm watching Jeff Gordon do laps in a midget. Nice. Cool. He didn't wreck it, so that's good. Um. Yeah, it's just it like it's not consistent with even their own rules. If you push someone off the track, first of all, what happened to boys? Have at it. Well, there's a limit. Supposedly, okay. uh, there is no limit. <laughs> okay, for the most part, unless you decide to slaughter somebody like Matt has Did... tried to do. <laughs> Oh, God. Everyone loves to bring that up. I don't. Well, I guess I didn't share that article. I was looking for it. There was, like, an explanation of why. I don't want to hear NASCAR's bogus explanations on anything after this race. Well. It's just empty words. Isn't it? I mean, it depends on that. I mean, I didn't get to read the article, which is why I thought I shared it. But, I mean, to me, Bubba shouldn't have been penalized because he did the right thing to avoid that turtle. And probably gained nothing out of it, you know, because he he almost ended up in the McDowell crash, yeah. who he was ahead of. Right. So that was a stupid penalty on Bubba. It was a stupid penalty on Briscoe. It wouldn't have mattered anyway. Briscoe wasn't going to win because he went off. But I mean, how many more times are we going to let Denny Hamlin get away with driving like a dick? Well, until somebody keeps dumping him, it's going to keep happening. And then he's going to go cry about it. Well, that's what he does best. He did it a lot on Twitter. Well, he's like, well, oh, look, he said 10 4. No. His team did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the team's not going to tell him yet because they're going to want to try to argue the case, right? Right. Mm-hmm. It's just unbelievable the amount of stuff Denny gets away with. Is that our new hashtag? They're rigging it for Denny? <laughs> I mean, he he might as well be the golden boy. I mean, Denny, got, Denny didn't exactly get... Um, it's not like he what am I trying to say like he got served you know he got served in the race you know a couple turns later but he got what was coming to him Yeah, he's just mad because somebody raced him the way he raced other other people but can we also talk about how many times Denny Hamlin's lost at Indy in like the last five laps in the past four years (laughs) Great, it's isn't so it? funny. It's so funny. 2018 <laughs> with Brad. Yep. 2020 with that tire. Yep. This year, Rick taking Chase out. Not taking him out, but putting him off the course. So, no one feels bad for you, Denny. I'm just, I'm just saying. So. Yeah, I think I think that's that's all I got to say about NASCAR. Hey, hey, shout out to Joey for not trashing NASCAR, by the way. Yeah, well, I think he got warned. <laughs> I think he absolutely got warned. <laughs> Maybe the boss told him not. To, well, you don't trash the track. <laughs> well, no, that your boss. That's your boss. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, if I was Joey or Byron or any of the other guys that got caught up in that, I'd be fuming. Because yeah, if, if you knew a lap earlier that the track was coming up, it does, it still baffles my mind. Yeah, I mean, there was debris. There, everything there warranted a caution, and they didn't throw the caution. And they knew about it. Yeah. I just can't so. get over the fact that they knew about it. 
Like, what did you think was going to happen? The curve was going to repair itself by the time they got back around? It's an an inanimate object. It can't do anything except sit there. So. Well, maybe there needs to be a management shakeup within race control, then. No, there needs to be, like, a whole organizational change-up. Because that whole organization is run like trash. (laughs) No. I don't even know why. Well, because you know what? You can tell why everything in NASCAR has gone to crap in the past seven years because of what we saw on Sunday. You can just tell why everything's going bad. You know, we got a car coming in next year that nobody wants. We're going the complete opposite direction that everybody wants. You know, the only thing NASCAR has done right in the past seven years is they put more road courses on the schedule. Ooh, that would come... uh... I know quite a few NASCAR people who would disagree with you on that. Yeah, it's incredible how many NASCAR fans hate road courses. They're literally some of the most exciting races. Yeah, I mean, but like, there are all the people who think that they shouldn't be north of Mason Dixon either. So, yeah, well, <laughs> those people will. Those people as far as they go. Those people are dying soon, Chuck. So we don't have to worry about them for much longer. So, um, you know, that's an interesting tweet. Five laps into the race, I looked at Chuck and I said, you know what? I'm glad that we're not on the oval. (laughs) So, yeah. Oh, shout out. That reminds me of Austin Dillon. He said, we turn this race into a demo derby. Really? Like he wasn't in last year's Big Car 400 with all the tire failures, or 2017 when it took six hours to complete the race. And I know we had rain for for two or three hours of that, but I I mean, it's just just say you can't race road courses, bro. (laughs) So, yeah, I just yeah yeah I'm I'm doing it. Can't go one shout week without out, Shout out to Rick Ware Racing running the BC39. Yeah, JJ Yaley. That's a, that's a cool car, by the way. The purple. Look like it. All right. I'm scrolling through Twitter right now. Jack Harvey oh. wants to get in the midget now. So, really quick, there was also a rumor going around that, um, I don't know if we discussed this yet, but uh, Rick Ware is looking, maybe looking to dump NASCAR and go full-time in IndyCar. Yeah, that's not going to happen. So the way my understanding from what I've heard is they're cutting back Cup to two full-time cars. Going to have two full-time Indy cars. And that's where it's going to be at. That's still pretty impressive. And as well as you got to remember, they they do like Asian Lamal and stuff like that too. They they don't run eight cars at Lamar. No, Asian Lamar, sir. Oh. Asian <laughs> Not eight cars. <laughs> I was like, what? How did they get all those invites? <laughs> so, yeah. I, that's that's all I got to say about NASCAR. It's just dumpster fire of an organization that needs to get new ownership or leadership or whatever and move on. Dang. You can just tell by the guys that run it, the way that they conduct them, the way that they talk and all that. <clears throat> I don't understand how you could back up some of these decisions. No one can. No, well, I mean, if you listen to Tony Stewart, Tony Stewart says NASCAR is not run by racing people anymore. It's about spectacle now. Dude, is I mean, it even about spectacle, though? Because it's not fun to watch. Well, well, it, it's almost like as if they for race control since like uh, I guess we could say like they, I guess it's gotten worse in the uh, uh, Monster Energy era where it's like they almost got guys from like the WWE or something like that to be in race control, and it's, as you as you said the curb came it's like oh that could be cause carnage and get us ratings leave it leave the green on there, and then it just makes you look like two thousand five and DGP. Not lying. I mean, even the riders. Some of these riders are just so tired of it. Like, Matt Weaver was saying something about how every two weeks we come up with some different type of circus that we run 
and during a NASCAR race. I think that's what it turns into, basically, is a circus. Mm-hmm. And you got to remember that that carnage and stuff like that that just gets that gets you ratings, and that's what NASCAR is chasing after. And the problem is these kinds of races happen way too often. Like we have one at every single super speedway. We have one like every so often on a mile and a half. They happen often in the playoffs. It's just like the driving quality is so piss poor. I just don't get it. And it's not, I don't even know if you can blame necessarily the drivers. It's the cars that they're given to drive. Because you can't pass. Especially on my own house. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. So, since, um, ah, crap. I'll be back in a second as you guys continue. <laughs> <laughs> she got out of the cage. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's NASCAR's in trouble. The ratings and, are falling. And IndyCar's coming up. It's getting to be early nineties and NASCAR's gonna try to is trying to figure out how to how to reclaim there's no Tony George to convince to split off. Well, and speaking of IndyCar, like last last week we had the Nashville debacle and you know next year if we go back to Nashville, that's not gonna be the same way. They're gonna find something to fix it. Yeah. Sure. And it wasn't even, I mean, it was just. The, NASCAR, when NASCAR said, would be like, let's add a ramp. <laughs> right. In the middle of the race. We got to do it in the middle of the race, though. They just take a flatbed and put it on track and then, like, put them back down. Yeah. GTA. Bonus points if you land on your wheels. Well, or another driver and deca- decapitate him. Well, so speaking of, like, Nashville, there was a, quite a few writers from my understanding that really didn't like the race and were kind of panning it. I don't well I mean I who knows listen, what race they were watching. It's if you ignore the first half of the race <laughs> <laughs> if you ignore the first two hours of the race it was decent. The green flag running was great. Yeah for sure. Because of the it strategy. Was, it was just like, you know, when Will Power was like, I'm going inside, for example. <laughs> Shout out to Will Power for making uh, jokes about it. Yeah. This would be a good transition to IndyCar anyway. So, yeah. So, Will Power, one week ago, takes out two of his teammates, becomes the laughing stock of IndyCar. The next week, he shows us vintage Will Power. So, that's cool, I guess. And made <laughs> jokes about taking out his teammates. Yeah. I mean, where else do you see that? <laughs> <clears throat> so, although he did blame, he blamed Simon for the one. Oh, uh, here we go. Yeah, well, <laughs> you should have seen a picture. They had a, they had all the Indy, Pinsky IndyCar drivers in the hall where Will looked distraught and like he didn't want to be there and everyone <laughs> looked happy. That's <laughs> because Will just got chewed out. <laughs> Do not hit your teammates. Write it a hundred times. Like he got in trouble in school. I will not hit my teammate. I will not hit my teammate. I will not hit my teammate. My oh teammate is not freak. My teammate is not my break. My teammate is not my break. Teammates are friends, not <laughs> like like Nemo. They're mm. your friends, not food. This is not the contract year. Well, uh, interesting thing happened in qualifying. Uh, Jimmy Johnson out qualified Scott Dixon. Okay, so let's be fair about it. Not it on the track, funny. but it did happen. <laughs> 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 because Scott's fun. Yeah. I mean, when have we ever seen so many mistakes from Dixon? So, and we kept thinking this race is going to fall into Dixon's hands, and it never did, surprisingly enough. Yeah. Looking like that was going to happen. 
Well, after the first pit stop, I was like, oh my goodness. He is he just gained like five spots just by undercutting. And then he couldn't pass anybody on the track. Yeah. And that was his downfall. And and the well, if we want to skip ahead to the final stint, um on those uh blacks, he was struggling. Because he had well, a bunch everybody of everybody, everybody was, yeah, it was because I was that was the one specific thing I was watching with guys on pit stops to see who started on reds and who stayed reds until that final stint, like Simon, which I never understood that decision making. Well, okay, so usually with must have Joseph this... strategist from Detroit. <laughs> Okay, so usually what teams do, I mean, this goes to F1 as well, they like to use the most undesirable uh, compound, usually to defend their position in the race, and which is always at the end, right? It's, they don't, usually you see people I mean, get it could be, but for for this race, you were better off starting on it than you can run, you can run the reds the rest oh, of the yeah, race. Well, Fast 6 have to stick to their quality tires, don't they? Because because Will Power started on black, and maybe no, I think, that, I think everybody gets a choice. Gets a choice. Yeah, blacks. It, yeah. It's not it's not like not like F one where they have to start on the top, whatever tire they qualify nice. on. So so, but yeah, no, it's an open choice as far as I know. Because Will Power started, Pato started on reds. A lot of guys started on blacks. But yeah, a lot of the guys who were there at the end started on flags. So I, I was talking to another guy we know who was at Indy uh, during uh, before the race, and I was just thinking, I was like, wouldn't it be poetic just if, if Pato like pits willpower into turn one? Actually, it was almost Grosjean that had an airplane crash with willpower. <laughs> so if you twenty twelve all over again? <laughs> no, it like. <laughs> Power came right across his front wing, and I don't know how he didn't get a puncture and how Grosjean didn't have his front wing fly off. I thought that was Jimmy. Uh, that was later in the start. Oh. <laughs> you have to go look at Grosjean's YouTube video to see it. I it's kind of gnarly. Uh, so, yeah, Scott McLaughlin took flight over Jimmy Johnson's front wing, so that was cool. Um. What else happened? Max Chilton decided to be a deadly weapon. Um, Newgarden just could not get a break for the first like forty laps. It seemed like he just either Chilton was running him off or something with something in the pits or something else. I don't know. And then he sidoed Sato at the end, so that was cool. <laughs> that was funny. That that was funny. I heard he was very distraught after qualifying, speaking of a new good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he was. What, I didn't watch qualifying. What happened exactly? I don't know. I didn't watch it either. Oh. <laughs> I completely forgot about it. I can't. I couldn't believe it. Do you uh, remember what happened, Chuck? Chuck uh, I do not. Qualifying. I didn't. I saw the last, like, four it, minutes it, it was just something with Hinch. Um Hinch seemed to be not a very popular driver among the Penske drivers this weekend. <laughs> so, yeah, because Will Power is like the lap cars and you get out of the way. Where have I heard that before? Uh, I don't know. It's always interesting how much we always either want lap cars to get out of the way or really want them to stay in the way, depending on who's leading the race or not. <laughs> uh, like Rojan, we didn't. We wanted Bourdais to get the heck out of the way because we wanted Grosjean to win. Well, okay, so the difference, huh. obviously the difference was, you know, um, Hinch was not trying to go one lap down. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Bourdais was already a lap down, right? No. Really? This yeah. was, That was back in May. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Um, and the, the, the interesting, okay, well, I'm sorry. I just proved you wrong. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, the interest, well, the thing about Hinch that we noticed, Chuck, was that he was pulling away from power toward the end of the stint or in the beginning of the stint. I couldn't remember which. Um, yep, just that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it was, 
like from the middle of the stint on because he was staying in front of power, and then as the stint went longer, he started pulling away. Yeah. So, when in those situations, no, you don't have to get out of the way at all. So no. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm sitting here reading an article. Well, the uh, best about, moment of the race was uh, after the race. Uh, I I bought tickets for this guy that gave us tickets to Nashville, and we went to go down to watch the podium ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, no. uh, <laughs> this, oh, this is great! I laughed so hard when I, when we I heard gonna, this. I thought we were going to get kicked out. Um, so as Colton heard us walking above the the overhead. Uh, away from the pagoda, this this guy yells, "Hey, Colton!" And Colton looks at him, waves at him, and then he goes, "You suck!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so scary. So funny story, Jack. I don't know if you ever, if I've ever told you this about Dad. It was the first year F one was at Indy, mm-hmm. so obviously it was before you were born. Uh, oh. The first year of Indy was when I was born. 2000? Yeah. 2000. Yeah, I, thought, I thought it was 99. Anyway, yeah. so, well, you weren't, you weren't born yet. All right, well, I was in the womb, probably. But anyway, <laughs> so important. we're walking, you know, the walk tunnel by the pagoda um, to go under. We're walking under the tunnel. Dad looks up and sees Mario. Yells at the top of his lungs, Mario's a homo. And Mario and whatever chick was was standing there with them, and they all looked down at Dad. <laughs> Did Mario even say anything? No, he looked at him though. <laughs> what the heck? Yep. I'm sorry. What does the Mulkey family have against Mario? Nothing. Apparently, I I don't have anything against Mario. <clears throat> well, it was Mario and or AJ. And it was always AJ with us. It was never AJ with me. Yeah, well, you're gay. So <laughs> no, apparently Mario is. <laughs> anyway, so I'm I'm sitting here reading this article that NBC Sports put out talking about Grosjean is first oval star in Jimmy. Um, and there's a qu- interesting quote here from Jimmy. Ultimately, I need to know. I need to hit something. Like I want to know what it's like to crash one of these things. I sure as hell don't want to do it in a test session and draw the intent, draw attention to it and all that. But that's the million dollar question. What wow. the why? Why is I, as a driver, I don't think you would want to be thinking about crashing. For sure. Yeah. So, <laughs> this is followed up by, but do you, you don't want to feel the impact, though? Just a lazy spin into the wall? Because, uh, yeah, little of both. I tried, I tried to be the first one to uh, blow after his indie crash. Because he wanted to know how bad it hurt and all that. He had questions. And then Pelot almost won the almost won the five hundred. So Yeah, that doesn't seem like the kind of questions you should be asking. Um you know. I mean he's had really hard NASCAR crashes before, I'm sure. Yeah, he's basically said the crashing is what he's been his biggest issue. Is what it sounds like. Well, you hit the wall a little quicker in an Indy car. Mm-hmm. That's there's a spoiler alert, Jimmy. That's that's what happens. That's the only difference. So that's interesting. So uh, he says, "I'm I'm probably going to be more careful in this decision than anything I've done. I'm just trying to make sure I'm making smart decisions and good decisions in that respect." He since uh, he's been talking to about the possibility with his wife and two daughters and his, and he says his family will ultimately need to sign off on whether he t- attempts the 500 or not next year. 
But Johnson concedes he possesses great latitude in swaying his wife. She's trusting me more more than anything because she doesn't know what it's like to be in the cars. So we, She hasn't been as close to it as I have. So uh, I didn't know we were in the Johnson family therapy today. Evidently. Yeah, I mean, that's what this is. I think the arrow screen is the what really ma- is making the difference. Same thing with Almondinger. Yeah. I'd like to see AJ come back and run the 500 again. That's what I was talking the other day about with someone was, you know, he has really, really strong ties to Meyer Shank. Maybe, <coughs> maybe Michael will make it happen. Maybe that third car that's rumored for the 500 next year. Let's start start that rumor now. (laughs) Still a bunch of dominoes to fall. I haven't haven't really had a huge domino to fall yet, I don't think. So, Hunter Ray pretty much confirmed today that he's out. No, he definitely confirmed he's out. (laughs) Yeah, well. What do you mean? And he said it was always, this was always going to be the last year. Oh. With Andretti. And no, he's not going to Mazda. You don't know that. You hear that, Lex? No Mazda. Okay. I have a feeling he's going to be the either the full t- the second full time uh, Carpenter car or the Road and Street driver for Carpenter. You know what? That is not a bad gig to have. Yeah, it just needs to put a Mazda logo on the side of it, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, like, Special Ed, I mean, those cars aren't that bad. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can't believe you call him Special Ed. <laughs> no, like, it, that's, that's, you can't tell me that's, that's not a bad, that's a bad ride to have. It's not. It's, it's pretty good. Although Renus is your teammate, so you know you may get, you know, Renus is at it. Renus. Oh, I thought you were about to say he was like a dirty driver. Well, he's very aggressive. So I mean, he can make the case. Sorry, I dropped my phone. <laughs> Way to go, Chuck! I didn't know if you heard me. So we got Gateway this weekend. Um, honestly, I think this race is one of the biggest unknowns of the season because it's the only short oval. Last year we ran it during the day. This year it's Saturday night around the same time of year, but at night. So it's still a pretty big difference. Uh, And, you know, like I said, we haven't had a short oval all year. So I still think the heavy hitters will, do their heavy hitting things, but I think we could see a few surprises. That could be fair. Yeah. Um, I think Pato's going to win, personally. Uh, I don't know. I think I think because I think Pato might start feeling the pressure of this championship front. Well, it's, it's tightened up pretty bad. Pretty bad. Not as much as it could have. Well, yeah, it did kind of fell back. Well, Pelot, Pelot blowing the engine again hurt. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. No, bye, Chuck. And, uh, and I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you credit in saying that Scott Dixon gets, very, gets lucky because, yeah, that did not look like that was going to happen, and he still managed to close down the uh, gap, and he finished, what, 18th? Or twentieth, somewhere around there. I mean, he just he didn't have the pace all day. It was weird. Well, that's that's been a thing of his around Indy, except for that wet race. Because remember, you had last year, you had uh, Indy's one of his best tracks. The GP. Yeah. The last three times I've seen it, he got passed on the last lap in the wet by Pagano. Then the next year, well, last he year, won. I'm not mistaken. When did he win? The July Fourth race. Okay, fair enough. Dixon's he the was only the one. Dixon up until VK one, I think, was the only non Penske driver to win. 
Thunder, of course. Correct. No, what, what was the but one where funny. they had Felix playing rear gunner because they were like mid pack? Uh, I don't know. I want to say it was the year after Pagano got him on the last lap. I have no idea. That's. So, Dixon will be strong this weekend. Uh, he's always good at Gateway. I think Andretti's going to struggle pretty pretty bad. Uh, they were fairly quick in the test, though. Uh, but not everybody was at the test. So, hard to say. Um, interesting to see what Grosjean does. Yeah, um, that's what I, I'm looking forward to seeing Grosjean around. If you're really looking for a dark horse, I would say I honestly and I I kinda hate to say it, I think Daly would be a good dark horse. Is he, running, is, is he running Carlin? That's not confirmed yet, but um, I would assume so. Yeah. All right, they did say they're they're trying to get two cars next year, didn't they? Yeah, as I'm looking at Connor Daly on my screen right now. What the hell? I just you have him as your background. No. I you said he was overrated. <laughs> Jack's watching the BC thirty nine heat races, but not letting me. Oh, yeah, poor Chuck. I was like, Nothing else part to of see. The for Jack. Are you All overrated? Right. Are you mediocre? <laughs> Does anybody else have anything productive to say? Uh, Carlin, possibly two cars next year. Um, Iowa's being announced tomorrow for the schedule in 2020. Allegedly. There's not allegedly about it. They're having the governor of Iowa as part of the announcement. Oh, wow. So, allegedly. allegedly. No, they're, it's not allegedly. They announced who was going to be there. <laughs> I'm just joking around. Wait, wait, wait. So the actual government have to step in to save the track or end the race? Or? No, Hy-Vee stood up. Ivy is going to sponsor, probably be the title sponsor. Okay. And then and then and then what? Come in, Chuck. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Ray Hall is pretty much confirmed for the third car, just not Everybody was saying it was going to be Ferrucci, and I just wanted to tell them, like, nope, it's not going to be Ferrucci. But I just let people believe in their dreams that the third driver is going to be Ferrucci. Um, well, uh, we'll, wait and see what Askew, we'll wait and see what Askew does at the end of the season. Otherwise, it's going to be not next year. I, I don't have any leads, so... Well, that just based off... That, my thoughts are just based off of... The performance this weekend. Yeah, I mean, Askew's going to get three races to show what he's got, so we'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> fairly impressive with guard. The race pace wasn't necessarily there, um, but he was—he's a true. I mean, he was a rookie into the cars, and he qualified fourth. So, yeah, made both his teammates look bad. <laughs> Uh, not Graham. Let's be fair. Is it really that hard? Oh my gosh! Didn't Graham get another top five, or almost? Uh, he, did he get lucky again? Probably. He no, did. it was all strategy. You got, guys. I don't like Graham at all. Quit making me stand up for him. <laughs> All right, I'm tired and I'm ready to be done. So um, next week we will be back to talk about Gateway in Michigan. I promise I won't lose Jack this weekend in Louisville. We won't have a hangover moment. Oh my you gosh! Him? How do you? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> you won't lose your son, Chuck. Don't worry. Uh, my son's not going to be there, so. No, I'm your son. No, you're not. This is awkward. <laughs> you're not my dad. I may be um, old enough to be your dad, but... 
Yeah, the, the, this this woman called uh, Chuck's wife my mom this weekend. So that, that joke's been brought back up. <laughs> yeah, there was. And speaking of speaking of the track, there were way too many people that were way too happy with talking to random strangers at the track this weekend, and I I'm I'm not I was not having it on Saturday. <laughs> You don't like talking to random strangers? Not on Saturday, apparently. I don't know. I was just... I was over it. So, yeah. Next week, we'll be back talking about not Louisville, uh, Gateway, (laughs) and Michigan. So, we'll see you guys then. Bye.